Cigar Talk Podcast. Hey. We back in the building. It's your boy Cobain. East Staff. East Staff's in the building. Wow. Back again, man. Episode 14. We back at it, East Staff. What's uh, up? We have been grinding. Yeah, man. How you feeling, bro? Feeling pretty good, man. I'm, yeah. I'm winding down. You know, about to... This got a couple of tours coming up. up. I got a tour tomorrow. Do you? Yeah, with a group of Deltas from, uh, I believe, Lincoln University. I'm excited about that. Okay. I yeah. love Deltas. Yeah. I love Deltas. Not to take anything away from any of the other historical right. black Greek letter right. sororities out there. But Deltas, Deltas changed my life, man. Yeah. That's I the first time I ever slept with my wallet. Was when I was fucking with a Delta, man. For real. <laughs> you know, the first time I ever had to figure out how to get sugar out of my gas tank, I was, was fucking it? with a Delta, man. Right. Yeah. So you, you learned a lot. See the storm coming through and shit. They right. they trying to come through home. The Deltas. Man. Yeah, man. So we back, bro. How you feeling, man? For I'm real. feeling good. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. They, they actually a lot of them go to Lincoln University, I believe. So yeah. I went to school down there for a minute, and that's a HBCU, Historic Black College. That's right. L-U. Uh, here in Missouri. L-U in the and, building. Uh, yeah, yes. They got a lot of notable people from Lincoln University. Who's somebody that stands out as far as L-U is concerned? Well, I'm going to say... The first person to come to mind. I'm going to say as far as somebody that I just found about real recently was uh, William J. Tompkins. Yeah, yeah. William J. Tompkins was an early doctor here in Kansas City, but he was actually the, the uh, highest black democrat in the nation highest the, yeah the highest black democrat what you mean high like he smoke a lot of weed like what kind no, of not, about high? not high but as far as not like that kind oh, of here you go man. here you no. go okay it's no. break it down for regular niggas like as me far as influence okay gotcha it was okay. an appointment okay frederick Douglass once had that position that he was appointed to a serious brother yeah he was appointed a registrar of deeds okay for the district of columbia Okay. And it was the highest appointment that a black had ever attained. Uh, do they do, you, do they memorialize him anywhere here in on Kansas the campus? City? No. Yeah. Or oh. Either way. Yeah. They really don't. Really. Because this was back in the 1940s. That's a damn shame, though. I yeah. mean, it's still. I mean, right. You know what I'm saying? Why? You know, I feel like this. If they why they taking down these monuments, right. Of right. people that were historically. We need to be lifting people up. We need to be. We need to be. Yeah. We need to be yeah. lifting up. Who are who people, you know, people who we should be memorializing and remembering. But he and uh my man Felix Payne, yep. they own a newspaper called the American Newspaper. The Felix American. Payne was that dude, man. Yeah. Felix his, Payne was his that His business dude. partner was William J. Tompkins, who was also that dude. That's right. That That's went right. to Lincoln University. That's he right. went to Howard University's School of Medicine. That's what's up, brother. But so yeah. you got so you got you got Deltas from LU. Tomorrow, if this rain, yeah. I mean, if this weather agree, man, this weather is so fucking finicky here, man. Yeah, I keep all kind of shit. But you know, last shirts, night it felt coats, so good. Though. Rain boots, umbrellas, shovels, fucking salt. You in Kansas <laughs> City, you need every fucking thing. And bro. a sun visor. It's Hell yeah, crazy. man, this shit is crazy. It was like eighty. All in one day, sometimes. Straight it's up, crazy. bro. Straight up, man. So we back in the building, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's uh, it's, it's good a, to it's be an here. It's an interesting time to be here in Kansas City. It is, man. American it's a lot Jazz of Museum. Going on they talk down. about the American Jazz Museum need to take a time out. Did you hear that shit? Yeah. They need to take a time out. Right. What the fuck? And they hired somebody to tell them that shit. They paid them twenty grand. Are you serious? Twenty grand. Yeah. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, serious. They, wow. They, I'd have told them for five grand. You would have told them for five. Yeah. I would have told them for twenty-five. Yeah. Shit. Twenty-five. I would have told him for five hundred dollars and a couple of drinks at Juke House. <laughs> right. Straight up. 
Straight up, bro. Like, it's like for real. Change it up. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. That's some bullshit, though. So yeah. I want to see what happens, though, because at the end of the day, but the, but the board does not want to shut it down. Of course not. Fuck yeah. no. Why would no. they want to shut it down? No, Why? they don't want to shut it down. But what I'm no. saying is this, though. That's not the only museum in Kansas City that's publicly funded, right? Well, is it or is it not? Well, the Negro Lakes Museum. No, and you're right. That's, that's of not course the only. not. Uh-uh. Uh, of and course Negro, not. Yeah, but I'm you talking about saying, on so, 18th Divine. Uh, but I'm saying if we're talking they about. They probably received the most subsidies. But if we, each time, if we're talking about districts losing money, mm-hmm. you know about the Parent Light District too, don't you? Oh, yeah, they lost Parent a Light ton of money. I yeah. feel like if the American Jazz Museum lost as, as much money as the fucking Parent Light District. Right. In 20 years, it'd be fucking blood flowing in the streets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's keep it all the way 100, bro. Yeah, but well, we have to do that. Yeah, man, start up. So, anyway, man, I'm about to get out my soapbox, man. You know what I'm saying? I I, uh, I did have some thoughts, man, about uh, Des Bryant being released from the Cowboys today. Did you hear about that? I didn't hear about that. Hell yeah, man. They cut they cut ties with him today. Wow. The dude that do this, do you even, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. He did he, that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm Des Bryant is my boy. Yeah. He's well, cold. He's a hell of a talent. He, yeah, he's he's released. The Cowboys said you can we no longer need your service. What you think about him in the Chiefs uniform, man? I would love to see him in the Chiefs uniform. Would you really? Yeah. Some tell me you full of shitty style. No, anyway. You know anyway. what? I've been watching the Royals. Why? Why the fuck are you wasting your time? We're gonna it's lose Kansas about a hundred games. Well, we I already know. we I had Carrington Harrison on the show. He said we're probably going to lose about 100 games this year anyway, man. But I'm a we, fan. Yeah. I brought up the Chiefs, man, because, you know, we got a legend in the building today when it comes to that hometown pride, when it comes to anthems and shit like that. Oh, yeah. Way back. You got to be an original Kansas City person to know who we got in the building, man. So I'm going to freshen my drink up. I got a nice Gurkha that I'm about to get into. This is the Beast by Gurkha, and we're going to pull our special guest up, man. We'll be back in a minute. It's your boy Cobain. He's staff. Cigar Talk, Talk Podcast. Wow. We'll be right Pat. back after this. We are back. Cigar Talk. In the building. Podcast. We back in the building. KC Cigar Talk. Yes, man. Podcast. Yes, sir. We are sitting here with Kansas City's finest. Nowadays in the building. Yeah, yeah. Formerly known as Earth the Phenom. Well. Mr. Red and and Yellow. You know what I'm saying? What's up, brother? How y'all doing, man? How you feeling, man? I'm blessed. I cannot complain. Yeah, you you, you can tell when a nigga's blessed, man. Why you find, where you find an umbrella that fucking big, first of all? I had to search, bro. I sure had this to search. This nigga had a 12-foot fucking umbrella, <laughs> bro, when you walked in here. I didn't see it. I'm about to go ahead and weather that storm, that good Casey weather right now. So. Yeah, you staff got to get out of here, man. All right, so, y'all. Listen, listen. Before Blessings you go, upon you all. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a rude thing, just so y'all know, man. He still have got some business, because he handles business. www.kansascitytourcompany.com. KansasCityTourCompany.com. Front slash calendar. Yeah, you back. Get get up there. Get with these staff. Appreciate you, Doc. All right, as peace. always, man. Right, I'll catch you, brother. All right, already, man. So, well, man, pull on up, man. Let's get some. Let's get some space here, man. We got some shit to get into. You finally made it down here, but this is not your first day, day or or time down at the shop, right? Yeah, no, no, no. I've been so, down here before. It's, it's super smooth, man. Congrats on this. Appreciate whole it, brother. Vibe in here, it's dope. Appreciate it, brother. You know yeah, we trying, dope. man. You know what I'm saying? We trying. And uh, two years in May. Dope. So, That's dope. yeah, a couple of weeks we've been here. Actually open for two years. We've been here for a little longer than that. But with all that being said, man, I'm, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Again, man, I'm glad you was able to make it down, man. Yeah, uh, me too, man. 
I, uh, the last time you were here, you dropped off your project. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? I was, ta- you know, taking a listen here and there. I got some favorites, you know what I'm saying? But I wanted right. to kind of talk to you. I want to go back, like, what, like eight years, nine years? How long you been in the game, man? How long you been doing what you do? As far as music's concerned. Yeah, I started when I was probably... 16 or so so i'm you know over 10 years in okay um you know i went on my first tour in like 2007 2008 i started leaving the city and doing music on the road now was that was red and yellow out red and yellow was out when you started touring or was it before Uh, red and yellow was like 2010 2011 so i'd already been on the road before that okay okay yeah 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 Yeah, so tell us a little bit about your background so you know you from one you from wyandotte county right yeah, Wyandotte County, KCK, what's the deal? Man. Man, so what do you feel about everything that's happening on, you know, uh, as far, I mean, you know, it just, it feels like it's all culminating right now. You know what I'm saying? Talking about the city? Like talking about the city. Yeah, It's yeah, bubbly, yeah, man. Yeah. It's really bubbly right now. I will say this. You realize how many new people are in the city when you drive in the rain because a lot of people don't know how to do it. <laughs> exactly. I almost exactly. had somebody run into me on the way here. Oh, shit. We could not have that. And I'm glad. Yeah, I do feel yeah. like that too, man. I and do, then, I, and then when you go out, you be looking around like I don't know a single person right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, like exactly. I don't know not a single face. Exactly. Like, where y'all? Who are you? <laughs> exactly. Now I used to get that feeling too. It's cool though. It's a lot of new money here, so that's good. Money is good, especially new money. Old money's good too. Hey, and you've been in that old money boat for a while too, man. You know what I'm saying? I want to. I want to talk about the um, you know, the whole process when it came to. You know, decide that you were gonna go down the avenue and do music. Like, what? What were your influences? What? You know, what made what made that happen for you? Um, honestly, at the time, a lot of the homies were selling dope, doing whatever. You know what I'm saying? And um, I realized for the effort that people was putting in yeah. to do the little bit of this is not like I can make five, ten dollars on selling these CDs and you know not get in trouble with it. And it was my passion, so I started when I saw that I could make money. Like, I bought my first car off of the proceeds from selling the CD in high school. Okay, okay. And after I saw like, yo, I can really make some money off this to where I can buy a car and buy buy some little clothes or whatever. Right. I was like, I'm gonna go So ahead you immediately this. saw how you could translate or you can transition this into like something you love, but actually being able to afford to do things you wanted to do with it. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it was. It was like when I saw that it actually could take me out of town Buy me some name brand shoes because I grew up where you know you get JC Pennies. <laughs> right, right. You get the uh, not oh, even JC Pennies, uh, Payless. Payless, the, the XJ 9000s. Yeah. I graduated from the XJ 9000 club. Where you got Shaq sliding around the, the fucking gym, the gym floor <laughs> and fucking gym class. They used to make like little fart noises, like hell yeah, little eh, 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 you know what I mean. So hell yeah, I got tired of those and fuck um, them pro wings, like shit. I need to, hey, I, need man, to you know, I need to do something. You know, I need to do something. You get, I got roasted into into my career. For there real. you go. <laughs> there you go. That's what's up, bro. So yeah. So tell me a little bit about like you know some of the some of the uh, you know production wise. You know what I'm saying. Obviously, if you just jumped off the porch, like how did you how did you begin to figure out what your sound was gonna be? Because I'm gonna talk about the transition from herb to phenom to nowadays. But I wanna I wanna kind of I wanna go back at least for our listeners. You know what I'm saying in terms of you know your style because it, it comes together and you hear it through your music. Yeah, um, to be honest, as an artist, I'm never done finding my sound because it evolves and changes based on life experiences and where I'm at when I'm back in that booth creating or, you know, writing. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's really everything around me. You know what yeah. I mean? A lot of heavy um, soul, jazz yeah, influence. Yeah, it's like I seen the thing said death metal gospel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
death metal gospel. So that, that's, that's right. You know, what I'm saying that. And that that that's kind of it's kind of letting you know. Yeah. You're gonna get a little bit of everything. Like you got death, like hip hop term. You got metal, like rock and roll, like aggressive, you know, emotion. Then you got gospel, which is soulful, more yeah. like R and B and the truth. Right. You know? Right. So that's how it all just came together, you know. Like um, I've loved a lot of music, and I I can't really be in no box. I'm a creative. Like I don't right. like being labeled as a rapper or a singer. And it's cool because the the, the climate of music right now is open. To where right. they can receive people like me. At right. first, I remember my first little situation. It was like, "Yo, so are you gonna rap or are you gonna sing?" Because we gotta know how to market you. Right. And then you know. So you that's had, when you got signed. So when was this? When I've never been signed. You never been signed. I've never been signed. Okay. I've had, uh, shout out to my guy Punch. I had one guy from here that uh, put some bread behind me when I was like 16, 17 and um, he was trying to put me out as a solo act, but you know. Loyalty to my neighborhood. I put the whole neighborhood on. So what neighborhood? <laughs> so what neighborhood? Like in Wyandotte County. Twenty second like? Street, Twenty Fourth Street. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, shout out to everybody from over there. Threat set was popping. Yeah. 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 That's that's what it was, you know. And um, during that time, that's when they was trying to figure out like, so you gonna sing, you gonna rap, da da da. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do both. But yeah. That's like right when T Pain showed you can do both. That's it, before that Drake. Right? Before yeah. you know. So now you look at T Pain was that nigga. He bro. kicked the door down, bro. T Pain was that nigga. Bro. Nelly. Nelly never really rapped. People that's call true. Nelly a rap, but think about every Nelly song you know, he's singing. That's true. That's so true. So it was it was finding a way to to um I think I think people just had to catch up with the creativity. People yeah. like to digest things in boxes with labels. Right. And I think um. After a while, you eventually get tired of the same monotony, and you' ready for something new. So yeah, yeah, that's 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 how I came out. So so never signed, but obviously you were still out on the road, making connections, doing features. You was like in you know involved with a lot. So I'm curious, man. Like, did you ever? So did you have a desire to try to sign or do something, man? Because I know you're affiliated. Yeah. You know, you know, with people that do things independently very successfully. So I'm curious if you ever had that desire to be like, I just need that that national look or that major look. You know, um, I feel like every artist you start off wanting to sign to Def Jam or Rockefeller. At the time, for me, it was a, I think it was Rockefeller or Good Music. You know, okay. was, Good Music came after Rockefeller, so I think it was Rockefeller. Mm -hmm. But then as you um, <clears throat> As you come to understand how things work, you realize if I could just get 10,000 diehard fans that yeah. no matter what I put out, they're going to spend that $10. Right. So $10 times 10,000, you do the math on that, yeah. and it'll tell you. Yeah, exactly. That's a steady That's a steady living, you know? And I look up to a lot of people like um, E-40s and the Scarface and the Devin the Dudes because these dudes have had careers that have spanned, you know, 20 years or more. Right. Because they serviced a fan base they cultivated. Right, right. And um, once I realized that, that's when it kind of changed my perspective on everything. Like, you know, and, and shout out to my pops. My pops is the first, like, entrepreneur I knew. What did he do? What industry was he in? Um, the tire shop in okay. Kansas City, Kansas. He opened up, he came here from Florida, opened up a tire shop with nothing. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I remember sitting now, in the car watching is that the tire, you were, Was that the one in the Steel video? Yeah, yeah. Steel is actually one of my favorite songs. Appreciate like, bro. Yeah, I, I love that song. I love the video. I love the visuals there, all that. So, was that where you at? You at the yeah, shop? I was at the shop. Okay, cool. The shop. Yeah, yeah, man. So, so I'm curious. So, you mentioned E40. You, you peeped out the new... Uh, I haven't got to The yet. new album. I want to. M&B Legit. I already know it's great. Oh, shit. That bro. cover art is dope. I like bro, cover, yeah. they took it back. They took it back to some of that... That 90s, that Sahab type shit they used to talk about, bro. That's I love funny. them. I love them, man. So, yeah, I'm going to, um, so, so you said your pops 
was was an entrepreneur. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. his thing. So it was kind of almost instilled in you, I'm guessing. Absolutely. To get out there and get it on your own. And that's and that's what uh, you know. I've had my ups and downs in the industry, and part of it is because when you know your value, yeah, you don't go for everything. Right. You know what I mean? And you also move a certain way. And you learn how to balance the two, you know, because right. I mean? it's different than just having a product or a mm-hmm. good to, you know, to sell to people. It's a lot of, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors and weirdo and, you know, a lot of gift of gab. And me personally, I'm a businessman, but also I'm creative. Right. So right. it's like, I've learned how you had to, to balance, balance both. the two. You got to yeah. balance the two where you can still be creative and then you got to know how to speak the language of the music industry and this is and that. But, um... Yeah, man, I can't complain. I, I thank God, though, for my pops uh, instilling that type of mentality in me. Yeah. Because if you don't have that, this industry will easily devour you, use you up, and then spit you out when they can't get nothing else from you. Exactly. Exactly. And we hate to see that. Especially from artists, man, with the kind of talent level. So, yes, yeah, your boy Cobain, man. We in the building. It's live from the Cigar Lounge. We actually live now. Is this your channel? What's happening? Okay, this is your channel, man. So, we live from Facebook right now. Um, I'm smoking on this Gurkha Beast. And when you went in the humidor, which you've been in before, uh-huh. you were like, bro, I want something 100% Nicaraguan. What you said? I said, oh, yeah, you yeah, want yeah. some heat. <laughs> and, uh, this I is banging, though. This is banging. Yeah, I couldn't even I couldn't even, uh, I couldn't even, help you right now. We got some shit to do in there. But anyway, one of the members, man, Bishop. Shout out to Bishop. Shout he out came Bishop. through. What is that you got, bro? It's uh, Oliva. Bishop, what is this again? Uberto. Uberto Oliva. Yeah, yeah. Uberto Oliva. 100% full. It's smooth. Nicaragua, man. Smooth, smooth. is going down yeah, yeah. good. And, uh, you know, we pulled up a little Doucet. We chilling. We kicking back. You Indeed. know what I'm saying? And uh, so I want to talk a little bit about, you know, that process for red and yellow. And I hate to keep bringing it up, but it was such a big fucking hit. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was fucking red and yellow at that time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What was this, 2007, 2008? I think that might have been. That was like 2010. 2010. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Way earlier than that. Okay. So... Tell me how that came about. I know a lot of uh, a lot of artists in different parts of the city or different parts of the country were putting out and trying to rep for their city, but you put it on for Kansas City. So how did that come about, bro? Uh, that initially started as a freestyle. I okay. didn't, uh, and to be one hundred percent just real, I uh, wasn't even watching football that season. What? I play I play sports more than I watch them. You know what I'm okay. saying? Okay, well, I can respect and that. And that's just and East Ave, shout out to East Ave. He had to leave out, and but I he it. he's a he's a fake Chiefs fan, bro. He's a fair. I'm fake. I just, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm, I'm not I, saying you. I'm Super just saying Super Bowl comes yeah. Super Bowl playoffs, whatever the final joint is, I'm locked in. Or you know I ain't watching no football now, but um, oh you 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 yeah. took a knee. Yeah, they can't have my nah. They not get my views. They not get my views. Oh, okay. But, um, and you still taking it? You still ain't fucking with them at all? I'm cool, cause I mean, it's just I don't. It's I can't rock with. You. Damn. Okay. I, I respect it. It don't. You know what I mean? I could, man. I tried. I didn't take a knee. I took like a scooch. Like I was <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I was halfway cock. I yeah, was like yeah. shit. Fuck, man. I love football so much, bro. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. Have me. But at, at the same time, I understand the unity and the solidarity with our people. I feel like they definitely felt us for sure this year. Yeah. Like, they saw them numbers drop. They see it. Just like you look at Black Panther's success. Yeah. And it's funny because it's kind of in the air. We don't know where it's going to go now. We don't know. Are we going to get more content like this? Or are they scared of what? You know what I'm saying? So. That's weird. But they. That's the, very weird. That's our dollar, point, though. Our dollar matters, bro. Mm-hmm. Our dollar matters. Our viewership matters. Our patronage matters. All this think Kaepernick will ever <clears throat> sign with anybody else or is he done? Like, I mean, 
he 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 was the martyr for our for that cause or for our cause. I'm not even gonna say that cause because I like I hate how they try to isolate it and say well whatever he was whatever he was protesting for. I listen to a lot of sports talk radio and they say whatever he was whatever he was protesting or whatever his point was. Like no, he made it very fucking clear what his point. Right. Were. They try to what they do is they try to hijack movements. They try to hijack the movement, put their own spin on it, and then yeah. turn it into something that's not. He was very clear, like you said, he's very clear what it stood for. He even yeah. went as far as consulting uh, army vets to say, yeah. how can I do this Beforehand, beforehand right. though. And see, people miss, they miss that whole I don't point. think people, a lot of times I don't think people miss it though. Like I was watching, I was just watching some old Malcolm X uh, interviews and you know, I was kind of watching how the interviewer kept, yeah. kept like putting, trying to put words in his mouth, you know? So people don't, people don't misunderstand nothing. Yeah, that's true. At all. They just, like, fuck it, we gonna just, Rewrite through it or beyond. We was one fifth of a human being. Wow. Not too long ago, bro. That's so true. it's like they not misunderstanding nothing. That's true. That's so right. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even play those games. You know nah, what I'm that's true. No, that's dead true. I was looking at some old. It's funny you mentioned that. I was looking at some old, uh, some old interviews of uh, Martin Luther King. Right. Not, you know his anniversary of the fifty years right. from when he was assassinated. And I was looking at some of the last interviews that he did, and he was talking about the Poor People's Campaign, and he was talking about how other uh, groups of people had, you know, had basically came over here. Like the interviewer, similar situation was like, why come the why come the blacks or the Negroes was the term they used? Why come they can't, you know, work like other immigrants that have come over and, and Dr. What King he said was like was amazing. Right. You, you, and it's, you remember, it's, 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 it's not even so profound, it's just black and white factual. Yeah, it's like no other motherfucker we work group, immigrants. No other racial group has been slaves on American soil like black people. He said that. He and said that's that. that's in his fa- and but you know what? The guy before he asked this question knew the answer. You see what I'm saying? So it's like I, I back to the NFL thing with Cat. Like the kind of talk that I like to hear yeah. was like what what Master P was saying, like we got our own league. You think that collectively all the NFL players don't have enough money to do their own league? Right. Imagine if every NFL player with you know at least fifty percent melanin in them said we're not playing. We don't have an NFL anymore. Right. So you know, like that's the kind of thoughts I like. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I like. I was turned off with the like. Oh, like I never liked the accept us type yeah. concept. Like we want to be accepted. We want right. Nah, we well, we, go we should know by now that shit don't work. It don't work. Yeah. So it need to be all right. Cool. Y'all doing what y'all doing? Bet we gonna do better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm a, I'm a comic book fan. <laughs> okay. There was a conversation about Donald Glover playing Spider Man, and people were all like, you know, up in arms. And there is a storyline, I guess, where there is a black Spider Man. Okay. Um, but you know, for the people that were upset, like you know, you can't just change the race of it. I don't I don't like. The concept of like, yo, let's just make them black to make everybody feel included. Nah, make a better character. Right. And let it be its own character. Right. Like just talking about Idris Elba maybe playing Bond. I don't want a black James Bond. I want a better a spy better, than yeah. James Bond. I want Jerome Bond. And he's going to have his own flavor. I want, you know I, mean? I, so, want, I want Jerome Bond and I want him to be <laughs> able to do what the fuck he want to do and do the shit completely clever with and the smooth. sauce. With the right. sauce, exactly. Right. And exactly. then no no credit goes to James Bond. It's his own thing. Right. And, right. um, you know, so with the NFL, I'm like, I don't understand. Well, I do understand. It's a psychology I respect thing. the shit out of that, bro. I really do. And I actually was like, damn. You know, I thought about it. Because, you know, I'm raising a son, man, 16. Right. I'm trying to teach him about, you know, 
self-determination and entrepreneurship and like making your own way in your lane and shit. Now, they got us on a couple of things, but you know what's drastically different is that the social commentary around the NBA is completely different than the NFL. Like LeBron, the best fucking you know basketball player in the world, right. arguably. Right now, and he he generally speaks up about things that socially are going on. No backlash though. He's warming up, suiting up. Right. You know right. what I'm saying. He had the I can't breathe T-shirt on. You know what I'm saying. So to me, and I, the point I'm making is that because the NBA is predominantly, you know, and it's your cash cow. You, you it, can't. It's true. You're trying to upset your cash but, cow. Too you know. Much. You know. So like, I mean, we gotta we gotta really we gotta really think through that. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I, I took my position, but I completely 100% respect the shit out of. You decide to do what you do. How the fuck we even get on this topic? We talking about red and yellow, right? Sports. So it's sports. It's at the time, you wasn't watching the Chiefs. Um, what was our record in 2010? Anybody? We was know? doing good. Where we, we? Was, we was popping, and that's why that's why that song got so okay. big. Because I I really went in. I was like, yo, we is talking about black and yellow. I'm gonna talk about my city. And if you listen to the record, I'm not really rapping about sports. I'm rapping about like the city, the town, you know the what I'm town, saying? yeah. And uh, and it's funny because you got all these Chiefs, and I don't think they're picking up on what I'm saying in the record. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know they catching the slang I'm saying. Excuse me, because I'm just talking about where I come from. Right. And uh, we happened to be doing really good that year, and it, it took off. And it's funny too; it show you the power of whenever something, uh, when the people connect with something. Because I never submitted the record to be played on radio or anything. And they. They, ca- they, they reached out grabbed to you? it. No, they didn't reach out. They grabbed it off the internet, edited it for me. <laughs> oh, you got a lawsuit somewhere, dude. Oh man, you can buy a bigger motherfucking umbrella in a minute. Shit, I'm a bigger umbrella. <laughs> the residuals on the residuals on some shit like that. Uh, they they, they literally took your shit, bro. They like took it. I don't. I, hey man, I was just glad for the uh, for the exposure, and it was a, it was a mixtape record. No, so. fuck that, man. We're the, <laughs> hey, if it's a lawyer listening to this fucking podcast, nowadays shit gonna be up, man. We might have to. We have to get some get back on that. Nah, it's and, and shout out to all the all the local artists that you know. I see the the constant conversation between the radio versus the artists. Da da da. da and it what goes you think to show, about that shit? It's a lot of that going on. I man. don't believe in that because, like I said, when you got something that's hot, they they want ratings. They want something that makes sense. And like I said, they went and got that record radio edited for me, and then I just heard my radio. Was, you know what I mean? So <laughs> that's the bottom crazy. line is like I always Damn. say, like the dinosaur egg. Yeah. If you had a dinosaur egg, you ain't really got to talk to too many people because you got something rare that people are interested in and want to know about. So right. they're going to come find you. You can live in the middle of Iowa. Right. If they get word that you got a dinosaur egg, they coming to talk to you. Right. So what artists got to really focus on is um create that thing that nobody can ignore that people are trying to come to you. You want to uh, the best way I heard it explained too is you want to be basically the sexiest woman in the room. She never has to buy her own drink. She don't got to approach nobody. Everybody at her feet trying to give her whatever. So musically, artistically, or just as a brand or whatever service you offer, you have to have something that people are coming to you because it's genuinely that good or intriguing or whatever, whatever's going to sell your product. No, yeah, that's that's real talk, real talk, real talk going down right now, man. The cigar lounge, your boy. Nowadays in the building, formerly Irv the Phenom. So let's get into the name change because. I still call you Irv most of the fucking time, bro. Like, I mean, how did that? How did that happen, bro? Like, what? What triggered the the, the name the name change and why? Well, it's uh my last name is Irving, so I'm you know I, I'm Irv forever. Um, okay. But I changed my name. Um, it's been a philosophy I've had. You know, after you grow up a certain way, you got stuff that's instilled in you. 
I moved to California probably 2012, and I kind of removed oh, myself okay. from. Was li- was weed legal out there in 2012? Yeah, I think so. I don't even know. It just I'm nobody just tripped. Nobody ever tripped. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm just curious. But yeah, I had I had just time to myself. A lot of time to myself, and I started doing stuff that you know, growing up here, you're not allowed to do like go hiking or. Uh, go swimming in the ocean and shit like that. Like stuff that you get labeled like it's white boy shit. You know what I mean? Right, right. And I went and did all the white boy shit. And <laughs> then I realized I don't like that y'all associate the fun shit with white people. We can do whatever the hell we want. So I started unlearning a lot of stuff. And one of the things that uh, I had to let go of was just the concept of uh, you want to remain who you are based on your experiences and stay true to yourself. But at the same time, like pain and all the negative shit that we hang on to that sculpts us to not be able to open up to new experiences and, 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 and cool shit in life. Right. And, uh, you know, I realized, like, the past is nothing you can do about it. The mm-hmm. future is infinite amount of possibilities. Right. So it's pointless to concern yourself with either. The only moment that you currently have is the now, which is literally what we're constantly in is now. Now. It's always now. Okay. Um, and <clears throat> I wanted to kind of represent that through my artistry. And even my name, and that's why I changed it to uh, something that, you know, my music's evolved. And also, Irv the Phenom had D-A for the spelling of the. And, you know, I was like 17 when I came up with that name, and I'm a grown-ass man. <laughs> and, I'm not, and, I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm not illiterate. And I, right. I, just, I, I, I just had to change it, you know. Okay. Um, and it was time for something fresh, because now I'm moving into a more R&B, soul, like musical, melodic place. You're singing a lot on the new, on the new album. Or yeah, the, the latest project. Yeah, yeah. You really show like your your ability vocally. You know what I'm saying. So like yeah. that's that's good to see. You know what I'm saying. That's good. That that was that was like damn. I didn't know you. I didn't know you did all that. You know. Yeah, yeah. So it's just embracing that more. And um, like I said, people like everything in a nice tidy box, and it's easier for people to digest things. And it's like okay, this is something new. Right. This okay. is a new chapter, and and just in life in general, I was just in a different place. Okay. You grow. You just grow up. So, did that create any like issues for you related to like, you know, previous projects? Because how many how many projects did you release under Herb the Phenom? Herb the Phenom has 10, 11 projects, mixtapes, and albums. Yeah. Okay. About ten or eleven. It didn't really create as much issues. It's just a whole lot of paperwork, a whole lot of rebranding, so on and so forth. But. Thousands and thousands of fucking followers under Air Phenom had to well, switch over to nowadays. Well, it was easy on um, a lot of social media because I just changed the name and keep the followers. Oh, so is that right? For okay. a while, I had people like who would literally be like, "Yo, you look just you look and sound just like Earth. like, bro, come on, <laughs> come like, you didn't know." Yeah, you didn't but know. you know, it's still it's still coming together. But everything's in God's timing, so I don't really I don't really sweat it too much. I know it's coming together how it should. That's what's up. Well, look, we'll take a quick break real quick, man. Well, I'm going to talk about Dream Big, Hustle Hard, Volume 2. Um, and I'm going to talk about whatever else, you know what I'm saying, you want to holler at, man. We got a uh, little Duce going. I got the Gurkha. That's burning pretty good. I'm, I'll keep looking at the camera over here because you got us on the lava shit. Yeah, yeah. My bro said we need to be filming our shit, our shit anyway. We, ain't, we haven't stepped up to that level yet, man. So those of y'all who listen in on the podcast... We're gonna be filming these in in a minute, very soon. So yeah, people should see the vibe in here, man. It's it's, 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 it's real know, smooth. I like it. I'm just I'm just kind of a private nigga, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same I'm, time, sorry. like in terms of you know some of the shit, but you know we're doing a podcast, so obviously 
and we just want people to get up. But we, we we're gonna move in that direction very soon. So I'm gonna take a break, man. I'm gonna give me another sip of Ducey, and we're gonna talk some more, man. With nowadays, we'll be back after this. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> back in the building. Back in the building. It's your boy Cobain. East staff had to take off, man, but it's all good. I'm holding it down solo for Dolo with your boy nowadays back in the building, man. This is Cigar Talk. What up, what up? Podcast. We back, man. Banging that old school red and yellow. Red and yellow was the shit, bro. How you get everybody? How did you get everybody on that track like that, bro? Uh, it's crazy, man. I think when you say when you say something that everybody relates to, they relate to it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you had Tech on there. Yeah. You had Big Scooby on there. Shout out to Big Scooby. E forty Kendrick. E- Wolf, man, man, it was it was some shit, bro. It was some shit, bro. It was a blessing, bro. That Just was a, that was a good together. time. That yeah, was a good yeah. time, man. So, and uh, before the break, we were talking about your uh, you know your move to L A. How did that happen? How California? How did that happen? Uh, you know, after a while, you just, you can, you kind of, you can outgrow where you're at in life, you know what I mean? Like, you love the city, but at the same time, in order to really move how you need to move, you can't stay in one place. Right. And, um, you know, I just was ready for some new experiences and some new, new everything. So I just, I like to travel. Right. I feel like God made a whole world, not just a whole universe, for real. Hell yeah. So what I look like staying on one block. Right. You know what I mean? So I just You said the whole world is my block. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I, I feel, feel like that. it's very important for people to really understand it's not that expensive to travel like that for the for the amount people spend on like a Fendi, Gucci, Louis belt, whatever. You could have okay. got your passport, could have went overseas, all kind of stuff. So definitely get out there and see the world, man. Hell yeah, man. So um so you were out what part of LA were you in again? North Hollywood. North Hollywood. Okay. Shout out to NoHo. NoHo. Arts District. That's what's up. So, I was, what's the vibe like out there, man? I mean, like beautiful, beautiful yeah. women weeding weather. It's legit, legit like that. Okay. It's real laid back. The weather's cool. The coldest to get is maybe fifty degrees. Right. So you get to wear your whole wardrobe in the morning. You put on like a cool little jacket. By noon, you wearing shorts. By night, you back in something. It's, it's cool. <laughs> That's what's up. Like that whenever, like whenever, City. Well, nah. It's Every so, other day, though. It's so you know bipolar here. Yeah, it's very bipolar. <laughs> you can't predict shit here. Yeah. So, um, so you 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 out in LA, um, doing your thing. Now, now, what artists did you work with? Were you out there? Um, I was writing with the homie. Shout out to A One. He's from Wine Dot Two. Uh, if you ever watch Love and Hip Hop, you seen him on there. Okay. So I was uh, doing writing with him on uh, some of Lyricus projects. Uh, wound up working with like Ty Dolla Sign, Wiz. A lot of independent artists like Dizzy Wright, Funk Volume. Uh, I mean, it's the thing about LA, you just be at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And you might mess around and see, like, I don't know, like, I don't know if Dr. Dre go to Starbucks, but you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you, you'll see whoever, wherever. Right. And it's not a big not a big thing because it's LA. And right. everybody's working, and, um, you know, your mouthpiece got to be tight or your resume got to be tight, or both. And you figure right. it out and you make it happen, you know? What right. I mean? so, right. You feel like, you know what I'm saying, a lot of times, with some of the success, even from people here locally, it's like they pick up and kind of just stay there. But you've been, how long you've been coming? You've been coming back and forth for a long time. It just seems like, you know, that's kind of, have, that's, that's the rhythm. Like people get 
popping and then they end up in Atlanta or they end up in LA if or I'm, they end up in New York. You know what I'm saying? If I'm keeping it all the way a thousand though, um, the thing is, I feel like there is this glorification of anywhere but here type deal. But what people right. aren't realizing is your overhead. If you got a solid video team, like like the way I looked at it, you pay a thousand dollars a month for a cardboard box out there. Like you're gonna have a tiny little Damn. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, overhead crazy. You could afford bed mansion in fucking Kansas City for now. Nah, I'm just playing. Yo, straight up, like a million dollar home out there. I know more. The fucking prices are going up around this motherfucker. Yo, it is, it is. But the um, gentrification is, is real in Kansas that's City. That's all we right gotta now. get back to that conversation too about the gentrification and us getting these houses. Like yes. if your uncle, your auntie, your grandma, whoever got a crib, that's your end. I feel like not enough people is taking advantage of the fact that you got family members. Right. Would probably sell you their house, right? Like, bro, they're not making no more land, especially here because we about to boom. Kansas City finna boom. We on the way. You it's need to be buying your mama house, your, whoever, whoever's willing to, you know what I'm saying? Invest in that. But um, right, that's real shit. And that's and that's part of the reason why I'm back and forth a lot more now because when I came back, I came back around the time uh, we won the World Series, and I just kind of was 20, looking yeah. and like, where all these people come from? Where all this energy? Yeah. I'm like, yo, something about to happen. Yeah, and um. That made me realize, like, yo, this is a very untapped market. Yeah. Aside from music, you know what I mean? There's a lot of potential here. And if you're from here and you can't eat in the next 10 years, you can't figure out a way to eat. Because I saw, I saw dudes at the uh, Royals Parade. Yeah. What they did was they took all the free flags that KCTV5 or whoever was giving out, they took all of them and was selling them. No shit. I'm like, bro, if you can't <laughs> get some money this week, people's <laughs> yeah. printing up their own shirts. I'm like, yo, it's yeah. so, and, 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 they, and they was eating. Everybody was eating. I'm Did you go to the parade? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The parade was off the motherfucking hook, bro. I never felt nothing like that in Kansas City. Like People I'm, were parking their cars on 71 and shit. Like, fuck, people, I'm people, walking down the Union Station. You saw people who would never, who would, like, cross the sidewalk to not walk on the same, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And they high-fiving each other. Yeah. Because you know we in the Bible Belt. You know they got Confederate flags hanging off their mud flaps. I'm seeing this dude. High five, yeah. Do with locks, and you know what I mean. I'm like, yo, this is this is crazy, and it just go to show like, number one, how many people was here? Because whenever you saw that picture, yeah, Memorial, I'm like, I didn't know there was this many people. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I got one of those. That, that, that picture is. We need to get one of them in the shop, bro. The yeah. picture of all of the, the crowd around Union Station. That shit was dope, bro. Like that shit. I feel you though. It was a it was an electric vibe around Absolutely, man. Kansas City, and everybody was Kansas City. Everything. A lot of babies was born nine months after too, which is hella funny. One of my homeboys. Shout out to all the Royals babies out there. <laughs> <laughs> the World Series babies. <laughs> That's what you call them, World Series babies. That's what's yeah. up, man. Well, shit, you know the thing about uh, sports and then music because you mentioned the point about you know our sound. It's like what? How do? How would you describe? Kansas City sound and do we have a sound when it comes we to music? We do. We do have a sound and here's the thing. We got artists like Chance the Rapper, Kendrick Lamar like it's a whole little genre of these artists that are incorporating jazz into their music. Right. And I'm like, bruh, how how are people like Kansas City we're not the coast so we don't get everything first. Right. But we like to emulate a lot of other sounds. But I'm like, we have the deepest roots musically right. in jazz. People don't understand that jazz created it all. Yo, if you know you, what I'm saying? They say they say jazz was born here and it grew up in New Orleans, right? right. But like Bebop was born here. And Bebop was the predecessor of hip hop. Right. So it's like people don't people don't give us salute to Memphis, Tennessee too, because that's another place where like Kansas City reminds me of this. After I start traveling more and I've been to Memphis and hung out there for a little bit, I feel like 
a very similar vibe is Memphis if we start putting our money in the right places for the arts. Do you feel like Memphis supports their artists a little, you know what I mean, or differently or more? Like, I mean, just give me the land. You inside, you inside of this this industry that seems to be very complex in terms of us cracking, like us as in our city. Well, so like every every city you go to, there's going to be the local who's upset the radio won't play them or that. Basically, people when people know you or get too comfortable with you, that's another reason why I left. It's just like. The promoters start trying to get lowball you on shows, and they want you to overplay. It's like, bro, I can't, I can't play this market for so many times. You right. lose, you lose the appeal. Um, but every city you go to, they're gonna have that thing where you're not getting supported how you feel you should. And I think it's just the nature of people wherever you go. Right. When I went to LA, LA artists, that's one of the things I was complaining about. You know what I'm saying? But LA does support their artists. I will say that they, they'll spin a new local artist with no buzz for real just a good record is it like a show or is it like it's in the middle of the day it's when it's popping they'll put no it in shit. a mix show they'll put you in a mix show and you'll be popping wow but you know we just it's, it's a different infrastructure kansas city isn't a music city where uh you get a you get a plant job you know what i'm saying you work manual labor get you a family gain some weight chill out go to church boom that's your life damn la's a party city that sounds fucked up. I don't want that for me. It depends on what. You, but here's the thing, I don't though. Fucking do no manual labor. Or but you own you ownership though. You got yeah. ownership. Yeah, that's true. People in L.A. flossy, balling, woo woo woo, but they don't own nothing. Uh, it's all it's all a perception. You know what right. I mean? And that's and that's what hit me while I was out there too. I'm like, yeah, this is fun and cool, but you know, I'm pulling up on thirty. I'm like, uh, I want to own something. Like, I want to have something to give to my kids. Right. And. I want my million dollar house to look like a million dollar house and have the space of a million dollar house. Not right. just because it was right off sunset, so it costs a million dollars, but it's a one bedroom. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like, so, yeah. Um, I mean, that's just interesting because I feel like, you know, music wise, going back on that t- on that tip, to me, it feels like with so many, like Janelle Monet, right? You, did you, now, now, were you familiar with her? Obviously, you're familiar with her now, but I'm saying, like, you know, People like that coming from where you came from. I've been like, following her since I was a kid, yo. Like, cause you you heard, yo, there's this girl from USD 500, and she just signed a big boy. You know what I mean? And that that was that was huge. so. Is that what she signed first, or to my knowledge, I first heard about her when she was signed to Purple Ribbon, which okay. was a uh, big boy's record label. Okay. And you know, it's just to hear somebody from your city really got out there and got busy and not just like start popping up in Revlon commercials and like big yeah, money. Yeah, she's you know on Cover Girl and all that shit. That's hard, man. That's super yeah. hard. So do you know any other people, anybody I can slide my number to that <laughs> might be able to, you know, work some shit out? Kansas you know? City small, man. I, I, I don't I'm met, sure you probably do. Bro. Everybody's somebody cousin. You know what there I'm saying? There you go. So I'm sure we probably both know somebody. There you go. There you go. So the, yeah, so, so, um, you mentioned Memphis and, uh, Memphis in the sound. That's what I'm. That's what. That's what point I'm trying to get to, is how would you describe the sound here, Kansas City wise? Like, what would you be like? Is it, you know, is it, is it a mix of both this concept? Because I mean, I hear a lot of different. It's a lot of. You can get just about whatever you want. We are we are a melting pot in Kansas City of music uh, because we're influenced by all the coast. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're very closely tied Like our sister city is the Bay That's how I feel Because yeah. I remember a time where Messi, Marv, Van Pacino, Burner mm-hmm. All these Bay artists was coming and eating in the city Mac Dre You know what I'm saying Like right. everybody was coming to the city Because we just gravitated towards that mob sound Because that's the culture here You know what I'm saying Like right. it's just very similar culture Right um, But that's for rap 
And I think a lot of people get hung up on just thinking of us as rap. And it's like, dude, if you ever, if you're from Kansas City, if you're in Kansas City, go to the uh, it's called Mutual Musicians Foundation. Oh yeah, we talk about it on the show. Uh, you show gotta all the time, go man. there because that's when you're gonna really understand, like. The Bro. first time I went, I learned about Kansas City just sitting there and feeling the energy. It's so much history. When you walk the in the front door. The people who have been in that building. Yes. It's crazy. Charlie Parker. Yes, right. Met Dizzy Gillespie inside the Mutual Musicians Foundation. Exactly. They celebrating 100 years and they've been around. That shit is right. dope. No, it's real. And you can go, you can pull up there at like 2.30 in the morning. And it's the after hours. It's the spot. People don't know. Hey, I don't hey. want to blow it up too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep that on the low. You listening to the show. Keep yeah. that on the low. We don't we don't need no extras in there. It's the type you know of game you get on the Cigar Talk podcast. There you man. get. There, there you go. You tune in. There you go. So, uh, Big Scooby's new albums out are coming out. Yeah, yeah. And May, you on there? It's in doing. May. I don't want to get the wrong date, but I know it's in May. May, May. So he's coming on the show hopefully too soon. Shout out so, to Big Scoob. He's actually the one who brought me through here the first time. Yeah, man. Scooby's the, the homie, homie, man. Yeah, Scooby's yeah. the big homie. So you on? Are you on that album? I know you were on the last one. Yeah. Um, I'm always I'm always doing some kind of music with Scoob. Um. How'd that relationship come about? Like, how did you get, you know, connected with Strange Music and all of what they do? I mean, obviously. They came across me because I was the, it was a point where there was no, like, black people at tech shows. And, uh, yes. I was the only black kid in the, in the, in in the, the crowd. Show. You know what I'm saying? So the nigga, like, hold on, wait a minute. Who's the, nigga used to, the nigga used to do like this. He, like, he'd be on stage rapping. He would look and he'd see me. He do like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got. Some, I mean, I mean I'll here. be like, yeah, nigga, I'm here. What's up, yeah, bro? Yeah, that's what's up. So, um, for real, that's. I think that's the first way they saw me. But, uh, well, no, that's actually the second way he saw me. He saw me first because I was recording at the old Chapman Recording, which is the Big Boy Studio. If yeah. you know, if you know Kansas City for real, Chapman you know it used to be shit, bro. Man, R.P. Chapman, man. They, R. They, R. P. they they gone. They gone completely. Gone. Well, shit, Strange Music then built the they whole gone. fucking Wonderland now. Yeah, right. So they ain't funding they fucking survival. And shout out, shout out to Jazz Six Four One Eleven. That's yep. another studio that I came up going to. Um, shout out to Jazz. Shout out to yep. Rob Rebeck. You know what I mean? OG I was just gonna engineer. ask you about Rob, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big shout out to Rob. So he's doing. He's doing his own thing now too, right? Uh, I haven't got to talk to Rob in okay. a while. I'm, I'm gonna reach out to him. But Rob um, Rebeck was that dude. I remember he used to tell me he, lots to fuck with Scatterman and Snug Heavy, man. Yeah, Those yeah. are my Shout niggas. Shout out to Scatterman and Snug, bro. Them was my niggas, bro. So like, I would pull up and he'd be like, Cobain, you gotta keep it down when you come in because I come up with two big <laughs> fucking bottles of grass on vodka heavy back right. then. This is a long time before now, and I was on some some different type of shit. But Rebeck used to used to be super cool, man. Super gracious, humble dude, and would put, and engineer the fuck out of those tracks. And he bro. would eat a whole Minsky's pizza, just just straight up to the neck, to the head, straight to the neck, straight yeah, to the neck. Shout out man. to Rob, though. I, I learned a lot. Um, I was actually in school for audio engineering. Where'd you go? Uh, KCKCC. Shout out okay. to Juco. Okay. I was going to school for audio engineering, but there came a point where I was sitting in this class and I'm realizing like, yo, I'm literally every night in the studio with the best engineer that I knew of at the time. Straight yeah. up. Like I still say he's one of the greats. Yeah. And it's like why I could learn just from him directly. So, you know, that's around the time where I started touring more and I just started trusting experience as a better teacher. You yeah, know your what I mean? sound has always been like, damn, like this shit, you know, your sound it's like you know you know it was some proficiency related to like the production the Appreciate end result what you get you know what i'm saying and even your visuals like how did that how did that come about on the, on the latest project i mean you got a lot of visuals on that like who do you you know how did you put all that together and where did those concepts come from well i grew up watching like 
I remember the first time I saw a Buster Rhymes music video where he had the fisheye lens and he kind of like playing with the, you know, the angles. And I remember watching Missy Elliott a lot. And I remember thinking like, yo, these people are visionaries in... No Just, doubt, bro. I, you you had never seen anything like I that. I hadn't. It oh, took we you to a whole other world. You we were in here mean? watching one of your old videos in here the other night. So I'm like, man, I really want to fucking try some mushrooms after watching one of your videos. Yeah, that's man. tight. Like, that's tight. That's yeah, what, yeah. Like, like, I don't know if that's what you was going for, but the shit, the vibe is like different. It's like, yeah. but still it's not like that. And I think that might be why it's like. Steel's that, a little more edgy, realistic look. But yeah. at the same time, like I wanted to bring something otherworldly to it, which you notice the girl, you can't really tell. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I like to leave things open to interpretation. I could tell she was getting stoned at the end of it though I think <laughs> I think she was I don't know yeah man it's all over to interpretation but yeah the video the video stuff um I've always wanted to take stuff that's in my head and present it to the world and for it to come out exactly how I saw it in my head so people could like I'm a Gemini one of my main things in life is the pursuit of being understood you know okay. what I mean and I've learned that about myself I want people to understand me and I'm, I'm I want to communicate with people and uh Writing music, producing visuals, any kind of way I could do that, that's what I've always gravitated towards. So that's how I came about. And shout out to my team, Celestial Films, Kansas City's uh, just they're great people, and they are the premier video people here. Um, I'm a director, right? but they like they shoot with me, they help me edit, and they have really good ideas too, and they help direct sometimes too. So Is that right? Yeah, okay. shout out to them. You could tell, man. You could tell, man. You know, you know you do your homework, man, when it comes to all that shit, man. So like so like what's next? I mean, what's the what's the what's the what's the, what's the next thing that we can expect from nowadays related to the music, the fashion? I know you got a lot of shit popping, bro. Well, um I'm about to be on Big Scoob's new album coming out in May. Shout out to that. Duality, I think, yeah. Yeah, man, I, think I love it's that May cover. May 25th, man. I gotta, I gotta pull it up. That sounds safe. That sounds safe. I think it is. It. He gonna, he gonna, he gonna say some shit to me if I get it wrong. He don't, he'll never. I, I text the shit out of Scooby and he won't say shit back. And then randomly at some random ass time, he'll be like, "Bro, you know, be I'm on around, the, I'm around the corner from the shop. Where right, you at? Right, right, right. Where you at? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where you at? Bye. Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, I think man. it's I think it's May 25th, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up real quick. Hold on. So you say you on you on duality, y'all? Right? Yeah. So I'm on Scoob new album. I got, been, I mean, I got a ton of music. Uh, I just been living real life though. Yeah. Growing up, you know what I'm saying, and uh, to like the way I create, I gotta be in the right headspace. May gotta, 25th. May yep. 25th. It's May 25th. Out. Go grab Big yeah. Scoob new album duality. It's gonna be amazing. I'm on a record called. I ain't even gonna jog you. <laughs> you probably all over that boy, man. But Hold hey, up. man, it's gonna be really good. It's gonna be really good. Yeah. So I see you got a Still remix. Still here. I think it's called Still Here. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, you got a um, remix on. Uh, let's see what album this was. I'm trying to remember with Dizzy with Dizzy Wright on. Uh, which one was this one? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So how'd you come? Obviously, you you mixing it too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I wound up linking with. With Dizzy Wright, shout out to Dizzy, shout out to Jaron Benton, shout out to Hobson, shout out to DJ Hopper, all of the, the, what used to be Funk Volume, those are the bros. Um, we actually met when they came out to a show at House of Blues. I was on tour with Tech, and they came out, we just clicked. Um, now, House of Blues, so who was all on that tour? Was it with a bunch of you? Was it, was uh, Scatter and Snug on that, on that tour at that time or no? I that probably really might have been after now. I can't remember. I, I remember uh, TD actually opened that show up. That's yeah. why I, I met me and my bro, Schoolboy. Yeah, there. me and my bro had talked to uh, Trav one random day. 
It was me and my bro, and he had said that they were actually signed to Strange Music, from what I heard. I don't know. All from that. what I heard, I don't, I don't know. I just know it's the homies, and I wound up um, actually linking with Dizzy and them uh-huh. after that. Well, no, Dizzy hadn't even signed to the label then. It was just Hobson and Swizz and Dang. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they kind of reached out, and we just kept building and building. And as the time went on, we got real real tight, and when we create, it's just it's just good. Right. They got good vibes. And, um, you know, Dizzy's very 420-friendly, so we clicked on that for sure. And, uh, yeah. Just good people. That's what it is. Good people. Yeah, man. So I'm into this Gurkha. I'm going to say I'm about more than a third of the way through, halfway through. This Gurkha Beast. And tell me again, again, what that is, bro. Gilberto. The Gilberto Oliva. Oliva. So the thing about this one, I'm feeling this. Um, I like stuff with notes in it. Yeah. Or I like something that's smooth and consistent. All the way through? This one's smooth. It's smooth it's all the way through? consistent all the way through. So it pairs well with like a good, I think it'll pair well with a stronger, uh, like a scotch. Okay. I think it pairs we well with some a scotch, scotch in here. or uh, we have some it's scotches. good with the do say. a lot of fucking seventeen thirty-eight bottles around here. Are we sponsored now, bro? <laughs> did we get some, did the sponsorship check come? I gotta holler, at bro, and see if the sponsorship check came yet from seventeen thirty-eight. Man, that's a lot of those containers around here. So you were talking about what's next for you, though, bro? Like, what you know? You just gonna, you just gonna. Oh yeah, yeah. I got music coming. Uh, yeah. A lot of new music coming. A lot of new visuals coming. Uh, honestly, I've. I've I've started focusing on a lot more endeavors outside of music, and uh, to be honest, I want to I want to promote that as much as I promote music because I got the little homies from the neighborhood want to come up and talk to me about rapping. Yeah, but I want to encourage them to start their own business. I want to you like generational wealth. That's what I'm on. Like that's what I'm talking about. I want to be able to sit down with somebody that looked like me from where I'm from, in our version of the country club, and be like, "Oh yeah, your son need a job? Bet have him come in because." We don't have that luxury. Right. Other people do. Right. And, you know, even people that's not even, that come from other countries will come here, set up a hair store or a Chinese food place, get all our money in our neighborhood and not put nothing back. Right. So the concept of us being able to regenerate our own, our own money and let our dollars circulate before they leave. Man. That's what's Dollars circulate. Are right. you listening, people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black dollars circulating among black people. And it's cool because music being the platform to make somebody even listen to what I have to say, I think is dope. So now, I like to talk about that. Like, the music is all day. That's I do music not because of, like, uh, I have a different relationship with music than a lot of people might think because I don't really talk about a lot of what I'm going through, and music is the one form of therapy for me to where I can vent, where I can express myself. So it's therapy for me. Yeah. But uh, when it come down to it, though, my pops taught me how to get money. <laughs> That's what's up. So I salute go, to your pops. Yeah, shout out to pops, man. Shout out to Absolutely. pops. Yeah, yeah. In the tire shop, if he you got, got some. He got some seventeens, uh, two thirty five, forty by eighteens. Because I keep buying my tires from this dude who keep fucking me around, or this or this parking lot out here. I don't know. I keep, hey man, I keep, I'm at the tire shop. I feel like every other week now, man. Urban's tire, come on down. Urban's baby. tire, come see us. Who you listening to, bro? Like lately? I mean, beyond you, you listen to a lot of yourself. I'm guessing, right? Are nah, you, I don't. You don't. I, whenever I got a tour or a show coming up, I'll like crash course through my own music, but I don't. Once who I get you, it out, it's out. You know. Who you vibing with then? Who you listening to right now? I stick to I stick to what I like, and it's like I love D'Angelo. That's my favorite artist ever. 
D'Angelo. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. I got that. Stevie Wonder. It's either Stevie Wonder or D'Angelo. Stevie Wonder is that Because if I was on an island and I could listen to one artist for the rest of my life, it would probably I'm be Stevie. You. Shout out to Stevie, Stevie Wonder, yeah, yeah. bro. Stevie Wonder is that Stevie Wonder gets me in a really good mood. Yeah. No yeah, matter yeah. what, bro. It's like I could put on he just got good energy. I could put good on energy. certain shit, bro, and he just he just does it for me, bro. He just does it for me. What'd you say? He from Detroit. <laughs> he said because that's because he's from Detroit. Right. So anyway, man, you know it's uh it's really good having you here, bro. Like this has been a good. We've been working on trying to connect for a minute, man, and I appreciate you and your patience, man. You know what I'm saying with everything you know going on and a lot of moving around you've been doing. So, but it's it's glad that I'm glad to have you here, appreciate man. You having me, bro. Glad sure. that you're doing what you're doing, man. So for our listeners, can you let us know? You know how to connect with you, man. Let's get the socials out. Yeah, yeah. Let's get the business handled. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So if you are looking for the boy, my name is Nowdays, N-O-W-D-A-Z-E. On That's all right. social media. Uh on Instagram is Nowdays913. So uh add me on there on Facebook. If you watch me on Facebook, you already know. So here you are. And, um, <laughs> Shout out to your live, man. You this is yeah. first time we've been visual with the podcast. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, no. Shout out to my peoples, man. But uh yeah, everybody, you know. Holla at me. I just want to share some music with you, bring into my world, vibrate together, and come out to a show. You yeah, know? man. Yeah, yeah. You got to do it, man. You know, it's a boy nowadays in the building. It's your boy, Cobain. He still have, had to take off, man. The energy you got, bro. You're talking about solidarity among black people. You're talking about generational wealth. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about the things that, again, I would probably wouldn't expect anything less from the last time you came through here, hung out, blew a couple of stogies, and, you know, we just kind of kicked back, man. But, you know, we're really glad, you know, you were able to make it through. And, uh, you know, keep pump, keep pumping, keep pushing, keep doing what you're doing, man. It's a complete honor to have you here, Appreciate man. It's your boy, Cobain, the Cigar Talk Podcast. We live, as always, from the Cigar Lounge. Remember, for brand partnerships. It's TalkCigars at gmail.com. We're on all social as the Cigar Talk Podcast. Come check us out, man. Kick back. Vibe with us. The website's coming soon. We got some apparel coming out, too, man, with the Cigar Lounge logo on there, man. You'll be able to go online, order cigars, order shit, man. Fuck with my boy nowadays, man. The new album, the homie, is here. He's doing big things. While you're here, man, you know what I'm saying? It's really good to have you here. And everybody, you know what I'm saying, have a blessed week, man. It's your boy, Cobain, the well, Cigar Talk Podcast. We'll catch y'all later. Much love, y'all.